Research changes lives. It contributes to economic growth, finds cures for disease, enriches our understanding of the universe and the world around us, changes human behaviour and helps us navigate the grand challenges that affect our future. So obtaining funding for research is vital. With a growing pool of researchers and a finite, decreasing or relatively small amount of funding for research, all researchers are going to experience their fair share of rejected proposals. This week, we're going to look at the four biggest mistakes that researchers make when applying for funding. If you think that you would like to know what these are so that you can improve your funding applications, then keep listening. Welcome to the Research Funding Accelerator, where Dr. Tracy Swift, author of How Smart People Win Research Funding in New Zealand, provides a weekly commentary on strategies, tactics, and techniques to help researchers make their proposals more competitive and increase their odds of winning funding so they can do more and better research. Understanding the key reasons why funding applications get rejected can assist researchers in winning more funding. In fact, most seasoned researchers would agree that your strategies for writing research proposals can have a greater influence on your likelihood of winning funding than the ideas that your proposals contain. Most researchers would say that the unproductive mistakes highlighted here are simply common sense. Yet with success rates in New Zealand typically being between 7 and 10%, these mistakes are so commonplace that they are now the norm. The first mistake that we're going to look at today is the proposal not being appropriate to the funding agency to which it is submitted. So many research proposals simply do not fit the funder requirements. In such cases, researchers either fail to learn about the funder objectives misunderstand them, or because they are submitting a generic proposal simultaneously to multiple funders, ignore them. But if they had spent some time understanding the agency prior to applying, they would realise that the organisation would either never fund their research or their proposal needs to be targeted specifically to meet funder needs. Because funding agencies are concerned with addressing changing societal challenges, their priorities shift to address emerging issues. In New Zealand particularly, there have been many changes over recent years to funds and types of investment stream. The Government Gazette notices in which the investment streams are announced are an important indicator of what the funding agencies are looking for yet few researchers refer back to the notices when the contestable rounds start. Writing a proposal that will match funder requirements and speaks to government policy objectives, as contained in the Gazette notices, means that the applicants will take the time to do some research about the grant opportunity prior to writing the application. This needs to go beyond simply thinking that the Marsden Fund is for basic research and MB is for applied research. Taking the time up front to properly understand the opportunity actually saves time and effort and leads to better quality proposals. 
Failing to match to funder requirements will result in a rejection. The second mistake that researchers sometimes make is that the guidelines for the proposal content and formatting, etc., are not being followed exactly. For some researchers, their perception of being in a lottery for funding means that they do not take the time to read the formatting rules and requirements for proposal submission. They may take the attitude that if the funder portal does not push back the proposal on validation errors, then the submission is okay. Or they may feel that if the ideas are good enough, the funder will not reject the application for issues such as typos, incorrect font, or stretched margin sizes. While some funders are lenient, not all of them are. The Health Research Council, for example, advises researchers that it takes its rules and guidelines document very seriously. International funders, such as the National Institutes of Health, follow their formatting guidelines to the letter and will automatically reject proposals for incorrect font size or page length. In order to present the best impression, your application should be letter perfect. Most New Zealand funders apply a two-stage process where an expression of interest or concept proposal is the first opportunity the review panels get to see the research proposal. You want your proposal to get ranked highly in order to be invited to submit a full proposal in the second round. So being clear on what is required at each stage of the proposal submission process and the audience is crucial to success. For example, the primary purpose of an expression of interest is to set out the objectives of the research. Yet many expressions of interest are vague or simply not attention-grabbing enough for a group of informed strangers, which is why you should think about the panel reviewers. Try writing a statement that begins, the objective of this research is to, which will help clarify your ideas. Everything you can do in terms of presentation will support your ability to persuade the reviewers of the validity of your ideas and the merit of your proposal. The third mistake that researchers sometimes make is a failure to properly address vision mataranga. In New Zealand, most funding agencies require applicants to submit proposals that speak to the vision mataranga policy and framework. This framework acknowledges and includes the unique and special contribution of Māori knowledge and distinctiveness in research. It identifies four distinctive research themes of importance to the nation and has relevance to the whole of New Zealand. Unfortunately, some researchers fail to appreciate just how embedded in the scoring systems for proposals the Vision Mataranga policy is. They wrongly assume that because their research objective is broadly relevant to all New Zealanders, that they can dismiss the vision Mataranga with a sweeping statement that their research is relevant to all. Or, even worse, they suggest that vision Mataranga is not applicable to their research objectives without providing any rationale as to why this is the case. The vision Mataranga framework needs to be addressed properly and carefully in each proposal. Ideally, Applicants will consult other sources and cite them in the proposal as to how they have considered the policy and identify which of the four themes within it their research is relevant to. 
Moreover, they will also include, where possible, plans for end-user engagement so that this distinctive knowledge is captured and or transferred. If Vision Mataranga is genuinely not relevant to the research objectives, the applicant needs to show that they have carefully considered the elements of the policy and why it is not relevant, citing the reasons why and or the sources consulted that suggest that it's not relevant. Finally, mistake number four. The proposal does not offer economic benefit of national importance. The investment and funding streams originating from government funding agencies invariably have an economic objective that the funding agencies will seek to demonstrate a return on investment in order to maintain their share of the available funds from the Treasury, sometimes referred to as Vote Business Innovation and Employment. This is why there is a section in most funding applications that asks for the perceived economic benefit to New Zealand of the proposed research and it should not be glossed over by you, the researcher, when you come to complete it. Some funding mechanisms, such as MB Smart Ideas, for example, specifically focus on the connection between applied research and commercialisation. An understanding of the markets, industry associations, and the potential for the research to contribute to the economic viability, sustainability, and growth of those markets should be included in the proposal. Engagement with major companies, understanding their strategic direction and the potential for the research to contribute to those strategies is useful in crafting a proposal that can demonstrate the potential for a genuine contribution to economic growth, whether it be new products, opportunities for licensing, better business processes leading to efficiencies and cost reduction or export earnings. This should all be included in this section. Many leading consultancies provide market analyses or there are an abundance of sector-specific reports available on the internet that can give pointers as to the knowledge and market gaps that can be addressed by research. So the key takeaways, four common mistakes are the kiss of death to any proposal. These are not matching funder requirements, ignoring guidelines for submission, failing to address vision mutteranga, and no economic benefit to New Zealand. Thankfully, all of these mistakes are avoidable. If you find yourself routinely making one or more of these commonplace mistakes, consider this. Commonplace mistakes are for commonplace researchers who are satisfied with commonplace or hit and miss funding results. So if rejection letters from funding agencies have become all too commonplace for you, Perhaps it's time to change your strategies for engaging with funders and seek winning results instead. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you tune in again. And here's... Thanks for listening to the Research Funding Accelerator. For more, follow Dr. Tracy Swift on Twitter at Dr. Tracy Swift one